Welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly podcast featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 191, Love Big. And now your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Good morning and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, otherwise known as RCA, <laughs> and I'm the host and I'm here this morning uh, in the studio with my producer. Hello, everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for episode uh, 191 of The Authentic Spiritual Journey. As always, I want to be the first to welcome you to a brand new week. I hope yes. you are doing well and yeah, and it's a very special day. Can I can I can I say it? You can. It's your birthday. I know it's Valentine's Day, but it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about St. Valentine <laughs> from the third century? It's all about uh, me today. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yes, it's uh it's a big year, you know. Every year, uh every year I kind of do a little bit of a review. You guys know me. I'm not gonna just <laughs> I'm not going to just have fun and blow out candles, although that is fun. That is fun. Who doesn't like cake? Yeah. What's that? Yes, some cake, probably. <laughs> you know, it'll be gluten-free, dairy-free, sure, so it sounds course. boring. But honestly, my gluten-free, dairy-free rocks it out. I so. can confirm. I, I, I got to be honest. I was not like, you know, I was like, this tastes like sand until you brought me some uh, some gluten-free, dairy-free uh, cookies, I think, and yeah. brownies, and I was like, "Whoa, you, you, you helped open my eyes and my palate <laughs> right. to what real gluten-free and dairy-free uh, confections could could taste like." <laughs> it's really funny, yeah. Um, you know, I've had such a journey with that. Uh, maybe on my birthday, it will uh, reminisce a bit about that because, um, you know, I'm always trying to become more conscious. And, you know, sometimes we're forced into consciousness. Mm. And uh, that's really what happened to me with my diet, that my body just would not tolerate, uh, you know, some of those things. And so uh, it's been a journey ever since. I still sometimes try to go back to uh, dairy and my body says, yep, once is enough, <laughs> no more. <laughs> So uh, uh, I was talking to a former mentor recently who has been on a similar journey at a different time, but a similar journey. And I said to her, I can't have, I still cannot, you know, I was kind of complaining a little bit, lamenting um, my situation. And she said, well, you know, spirit is just not letting you out of consciousness. You are bound to uh, become more conscious, and eating is a great way to do that because of how, you know, especially as Americans, we're kind of um, we're kind of not super clued into what's best for the body, you know. Uh, so anyway, she says she said, uh, you know, not to worry; it's all a part of you becoming more conscious. So I just uh, am going to believe that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, and it helps me know there's enough, you know. Yeah, ab absolutely, and uh, it doesn't, you know. I, th I think you, you mentioned, you know, as Americans, we're kind of conditioned to think, you know, processed fast food and everything, and it just doesn't have to be that way. It just doesn't right. have to be that it, way. Exactly. Well, my regimen now. I'll just go ahead and, and mention this. Uh, somebody was asking me recently. They said, "Well, I noticed you've, you know, lost weight," and I talked about it. It was about a year ago. I had. 
uh, usually my blood work is so good and I'd gotten back a report I didn't like. <laughs> and so my changes have been kind of subtle, but and over time, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm just being more conscious about what my body is responding to. And I've limited myself and I'm adding things back again. It's kind of a old school elimination diet. So in the old days when there were not all these tests that there are now, you would do an elimination diet where you would start like with eating like five things like bananas, rice, and, you know, kind of the brat diet. <clears throat> Although I couldn't even eat toast. But anyway, so, uh, so now my regimen is very uh, simple. I get up, I eat a banana, a cup of coffee, and then I make a fresh broth in the morning of vegetables. And that gets me through several hours of the day. And then if I need a little something, I'll have a little avocado or a good lean protein, you know, and then a lunch. So anyway, and very little sugar, of course. <clears throat> and I'm about, I think I'm about to, you know, after the birthday, kind of take a break on sugar, mm. you know, for a while. Because it, my body does not respond well to sugar. A little bit is okay, but then as I start to eat more, uh, my joints start hurting. I start to be tired. And this this uh, this is important for us to listen to the body. Um, and uh, it's been a real part of my journey, you know, for sure. But anyway, th that's my regimen now in the morning. And uh, I also make a fresh ginger tea. Um and sometimes I add a little lemon as well. That's what I'm drinking this morning instead of coffee. But I've already had my coffee, so right. all is well. Right. And <laughs> all it's is all, well. And it's all part of taking care of yourself and loving yourself and yes, loving yourself yes. big because that's <laughs> – You're trying to say time for the show. <laughs> no, well, no. I, I love – I'm, I'm, I'm trying to create a segue. That's what I'm yes, <laughs> well, loving big, loving big. And I, I just thought why not on Valentine's Day to talk Absolutely. about – Absolutely love big. Um, we often talk about um, dream big, live big. You've heard me say that a number of times, but today is a love big. So I'm going to let you just breathe into that for a moment. What does it mean to love big? Well, I take a sip of my ginger tea. <laughs> what does it mean to love big? Well, as we started with uh, what I was talking about with diet, it's so important. Uh, the scriptures say, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And I've come a long way on this because um, part of the part I played in the family of origin, and it was... Uh, there were a lot of wonderful things about it, and there were a lot of hard things. But the part I played in my family of origin was um, helping to take care of people. And it taught me a great deal about reading energy, about uh, service and support. And both my parents were really <clears throat> amazing, had an amazing way of serving the people around them, both of them in, in very different ways. But um, what I've had to unlearn about that experience is that um, sometimes if we're serving others at the expense of self, then we're we're starting to help them from an energy 
that maybe is not the highest energy. <clears throat> and so what I'm learning, continuing to learn, friends, at 53 today, uh, what I'm continuing to learn is that um, loving myself is not only okay, it's a pre prerequisite for loving the world in a better way, in a higher way. And so what I feel our world needs now more than ever, more than ever, is for us to be able to love big. But if we're doing things for others out of a sense of have to and, well, they can't do it for themselves and I'm so sick and tired of doing this, uh, something needs to shift. And so part of my learning has been to love myself the way I love others. And I had just sent a text to a dear friend and I said, remember to take care of yourself. And as soon as I sent it, I said, RCA, Anderson, that's for you too. You have got to remember to take care of yourself. And it was a, just a real subtle uh, change in my awareness. And it was like, oh, what do I need today to take care of myself? Because I love getting things done. I love serving other people. Um, I have a renewed uh, sense of purpose. And wow, I love being of service. I love it. There's a project I'm doing for uh, the new church coming up where um, I'd really wanted to update uh, some areas of the church. And one of the things I found this incredible business in Tarpon Springs, and they have a lot of great deals on things. And they had these, um, they're called live slabs, you know, live edge slabs, rather. They're these big, long slabs of raw wood, and they're really beautiful. But they're not sanded. They're not stained. They're not, you know, really ready for use. And so that's one of the reasons the price is so good. So, <clears throat> with one of the new members and myself, we're going to get those ready to use, and uh, I'm going to do all the sanding. He's going to polyurethane them, and we're going to use them in our bookstore to display crystals. And it it's a way, in a very different way, for me to be of service to the ministry. And what I love about it is um, I'm not going to advertise I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to announce on Sunday morning, oh, I sanded the shelves, because frankly, I'd just be happy with nobody knowing. Of course, now I'm announcing it to <laughs> thousands of people. But but my point is, um, because this is a way I want to be of service, my loving in this is, um, it's clear. It's without an expectation of something in return. and And that's what real love is. Real love is, I'm going to love you, and, um, you know, it's really okay. I'm just going to love you because it's mine to do. Now, having said that, I don't mean you love, 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 and never get anything back. But what I'm saying is, you don't need recognition. You don't need a pat on the back. You don't need a thank you. Loving big is that I just love because uh, I have it to give, and I know how. I know how. I'm happy to be of service. I'm happy. I love doing physical things, and it's going to be fun to love in this way rather than praying, serving, hospital visits, uh, uh, calling members. I do all those things, but that's my job. I'm paid to do those things. So when I can love in another way of service, it gives me a lot of joy. So... 
uh, I think the world needs more of that. See, I think we've gotten so self-centered in in the sense of, well, you know, if I can't dial it up on Netflix, I'm pissed off and, you know, and all this stuff. It, it's like expand your awareness of who you are and what's yours to do. Uh, you know, how can I be of service should be a wonderful thing to be asking yourself every morning. What you're really saying is, how can I love bigger? Like I had a, a, another thing recently that I had an opportunity to be of service to a friend. She had uh, a ba really bad fall and she's a fellow minister and um, she's got these new dogs <laughs> and they are wild. <laughs> They're really wild. And of course, she can't really walk them because her, her accident was she literally shattered her shoulder, not just broke. I mean, it, it is awful. And... Um, once I found out they needed help with that, I thought, oh, my gosh, that will be so much fun. And uh, so myself and my son, <laughs> on a cold morning, oh, my goodness, decided to walk these dogs. And it was so fun and so hilarious and such a learning for us uh, and for him that uh, we said, we, we got to do this again. And, you know, for a 14-year-old to say, I want to get up early and make an effort uh, on his own, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the only reason that happened, it wasn't because I said, honey, do you want to get up early? I said, hey, we're going to go help our friend who was in an accident, and I know you'd love to help her. <laughs> and we're going to walk the dogs. We are? Yes. And why don't we go to breakfast on the way? You know, oh, yes. I said, and you pick the spot. You pick breakfast. Wherever you want to go, we'll do that. And then we'll go walk these dogs. And I'm telling you, friend, that was, uh, that was a moment I will always cherish with my son. And it was because we were being of service to someone else that made it more fun. You know, we were just giving because we could. We were loving because we could. And it would have been a lot easier to stay home, to uh, turn on the TV or the computer and be plugged in all morning. Uh, but being of service to someone else really helped us expand our heart. And of course, as always, we, re we received a lot of joy and a blessing for doing that. Loving big, it's a way of being. It's not a feeling. It's, it's deciding to expand past yourself and including yourself in the loving big. I hope this is making sense for you. And um, for me, love is service. It's many things, yes. It's a kind word. It's a hug. It's other intimacy, but for me, people know you care when you serve them in some way. When you lift them up, support them, when you give, yes, a kind word, but it, you can say, I love you all day long. And if actions don't back that up, people, people will not feel it. So, and certainly kiddos, I'm telling you, parents, if you say I love you all day long and you're constantly on your phone or computer, forget it. You, 
Your kids are not, they're going to start separating. They're going to have this whole other life you know nothing about because you have not taken the time to get off the device and make it happen. So love big, love big today. Love big. You know, when, um, I think I know, well, I think I know I'm loving big when, um, uh, I have to make an effort to do it, but then after I do it, I feel so much better. Like, um, there's a, there's a retirement home that I volunteer, that I volunteer for. And it's been rough since I started my church job. I've hardly, I haven't made it over there. And I'm really trying to figure out if, you know, if I can keep doing it because I've been in contact with them. And of course they understand, but every time I go, it feels great to be of service. And it means so much. So I'm trying to, I'm just praying about how can I continue to do this because it is something that really means a lot to me. But also with COVID, a couple of the weeks I could have gone, either I wasn't feeling well, somebody there wasn't feeling well. And so I've taken extra precautions, you know, because of the um, risk factors with, with the older population. So it's not like I've blown it off. Um, so I've just been really praying about, okay, is this still mine? You know, is this still mine to do? But every time I go, the the feeling that I have is like, this is a yes. And one day I took my son over and he played violin. And you can imagine the joy in that. I mean, there was not a dry eye in the place. Uh, us watching uh, my 14-year-old up there with his mask on, playing the heck out of his violin. And these women, there it happens to be all women, uh, actually all African-American women happens to be, in their 80s and 90s. And uh, what's so amazing about this place is the woman who runs it is a uh, uh, strong in her spiritual beliefs. And there are a couple people who came there completely non-responsive, and now they're up and talking and walking, and she just ministers to them in such a powerful way. And so it's the other reason I like to go. So I don't know, friends, if you're doing anything right now that is outside of yourself and your family. And again, COVID has really impacted, you know, reaching out. I know uh, my good friend, Chef Kelly, who does so much outreach, it's really limited what she's done, and her heart of service is huge. There's not a bigger one out there. Um, and she's still doing some, but people are kind of scared, you know, to go help her because of COVID. So, um, but there are ways to love even in the midst of, you know, the pandemic because the need is actually higher, not lower. So um, I love uh, I love being of service in this way and loving big by Yes, including myself, but also going outside of myself to be of service. So we'll talk a little bit more as uh, you know as we come back about how we expand some of this out uh, into the into the world. So we'll be back right after these brief messages. Hello, dear friend. I'm really excited about a new course I'm offering beginning Monday, February 21st. Your spiritual roadmap. 
I want to make sure you have the right support for your journey. I want you to be able to navigate the signs that life sends as well as avoid pitfalls on your spiritual journey. I am excited to be able to give you resource pages, to do some daily work, and to know that you have support for this journey we call life. We already have a few people registered, and we'd love to have you join us on Monday, February 21st at 7 p.m. The course is only three weeks long, but it will give you practices and resources for many years to come. So we hope to see you on Monday, February 21st at 7 p.m. Go to my website to register, CynthiaAliceAnderson.com, and book now your spiritual roadmap. I hope to see you then, and blessings on the journey, dear friend. You know, Dave, as you said 191 at the beginning and uh, of the show, and then I know in the cues you say it as well for me, I can't believe we're at show 191. I just wanted to pause to say. 191 episodes. 200 is, is coming up. Like, well, I was going to say, we got to think about show 200. Yes. You know, I always plan in advance, but that's a little further than I have planned right now. Um, you know, because we usually plan, sometimes we're as far as six months out, but uh, now we're at about, you know, 30 to 60 days out. So well, uh, 194... 195, 196, 197. We already have topics through show 197. Through, right. So and that's I'm not give including that. any interviews. So <laughs> we, we basically, from April 4th, uh, it'll be the third week, the fourth week of April will be our uh, fourth, 200th show. Well, you know what? That's Easter. So that must mean there's going to be a resurrection moment. Uh-oh. Here we go. All right. Well, and uh, this is a, a wonderful time, too, to to say, friends, uh, we're so grateful for you and your support. And really, uh, you know, we continue to do the work because we continue to get more downloads. We continue to um, hear positive feedback. And you know, we do this as a ministry. This is, a, in fact, an online ministry, and we know people around the world are listening. And, you know, when you give financial support, I must say, uh, it ensures we continue because um, we're like you. We have, uh, <laughs> you know, bills to pay, and uh, as much as we love being of service, uh, uh, you know, the the financial aspect really helps us continue. And um, as far as I know, we're going to continue to move forward. I always pray about, is it still mine to do? And I always get a resounding yes, uh, internally and both affirmation from your feedback. So that said, if there's uh, some new ideas you have for the show, like we've received a couple ideas for guests and they'll be coming on later. And we have uh, uh, amazing uh, guests coming forward. We're going to hear again from Sister Jenna. So God's really, really blessing us, uh, you know, in our work together. So back to the topic of of love big. Well, I, I guess we're always on topic of loving here. But, but, um, but so the idea of loving big, um, I think as humans, we often limit how we think about things. Uh, a friend of mine in uh, ministerial school used to do a talk, and she's continued it into her ministry years later. It was called, I'll never forget, it was called, How Big Is Your God? 
how big is your God? And uh, I have to say, in the early days, I was taught God was very limited. I was taught God is angry. I was taught that God, um, uh, you know, if you do something wrong, get prepared to be punished, you know, look out for the lightning strike, you know, <laughs> and and things like that. And And my experience of God was very different from that. And so as I've grown and developed in my spiritual journey, I've realized that my idea of God <laughs> has been blown so many times because God is infinite. Well, I would say that's the same thing for love because God is love. Yes, think about that. So in a way, think about how is your view of God affecting your loving? <sighs> How are your politics affecting your loving? I'm very concerned at the level of divisiveness and separation we see right now in our country and in the world, not just our country, but definitely in our country and in the world. I'm very concerned at that. And as we move forward, what I continue to see is people getting more calcified in each position. And I know it's unpopular to speak about this because there's some kind of self-righteousness that's going on politically, around the pandemic, and um, frankly, I find it repulsive. I'll just tell you, I find the self-righteousness repulsive, and I do not believe it is of God. It's, it's really a demon of self-righteousness. It's when I'm right and everyone else is wrong and F you on your way out of town. That, that is the current um, feeling. That is the current uh, uh, narrative. And, of course, a part of what is happening um, is that uh, I firmly believe the way we receive news, the way um, social media and Google and all those things work together— we are uh, sent in a very specific way of thinking. And I was thinking back to my childhood. And um, as I've spoke about, certainly there were traumas in my childhood, like we all have. But there were also some really wonderful things. And you know what one of the wonderful things was? We had people over for dinner on a regular basis that had different uh, political leanings. They had different, uh, they were of different um, socioeconomic status. Uh, we would have a homeless person one day and a millionaire from New York a week later. It, it, and they were all treated exactly the same. All were given a cup of coffee. All were given a great meal and all did business with my dad. <laughs> you know? So, so, uh, and we could talk about things. We could talk about if we were different politically. And uh, I have a wonderful brother-in-law that uh, he and I 
talk about things and uh, we're not in exactly the same place on things, but what we firmly agree on is that we can agree to disagree and love each other and, you know, whatever. Let, let's go for a walk. <laughs> let's let's go play guitar. He's a great guitarist and he's just been in the studio, uh, a really good vocalist as well. And um, so this is what I mean about loving big, not just loving people that agree with you. I'm over this separation thing. I'm sorry. I am over it. I am weary of it. It is not of God, and it is not loving, and it is not moving us forward. You know, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this type of divisiveness, you know, that that we were seeing in the 60s, this is going to kill a nation. I mean, this is like survival we're talking about. It's like we've forgotten our collective humanity, our collective spirituality, and it's about who did you vote for? I mean, come on. To me, that's just very, very limiting. So I'm just calling that out. I don't care who I'm making mad. I am calling that out. I love you whether you wear a mask or not. Okay, friends, I'm saying that out loud. It was so funny. I saw in the news the other day, a report came out the CDC says N95 masks are the most safe. They've said that from the very beginning. But because now it seems like a new information, it's uh, brought up that whole debate again. And friends, this is not new. But because the news keeps feeding us that, it's a, re, uh, a, a reactivation of the madness around all of it. So, I, and the madness I'm meaning is, I hate you. If you're wearing a mask, you're protected, right? So it, it, it's like the idea that we have to hate other people and that the statements I've heard said around this and around the people who don't, it, with me, it's not okay. I am not going to demonize either side of that debate. I understand how both sides got to right where they are. How do I know? Because they're in my congregation. I don't have the luxury of hating a whole group of people. <laughs> it's like I, I'm not sure how people survive in that kind of dynamic. I'm good friends, a very good friends with a staunch Trump supporter. I'm very good friends with a staunch Biden supporter. I'm not sure the two could ever talk, but I could talk to both of them. So, like, what are we doing, friends, with all of this separation? Where are we getting? I mean, you get to feel right? I mean, think about that. Think about that. What are you getting out of this? What I think is driving all the anger and all the divisiveness, frankly, is fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of what might happen, right? Fear of, you know, I think fear, anger is always covering fear. Even, even in the case of injustice, because we're all angry at injustice and the fear there is, oh my God, how could this happen? 
So when you get under the anger and get to the fear, and then you get to where you can hold your fear, uh, you know, in a powerful way, then you don't have to make somebody else wrong. You can just feel the fear and let it move and pass through. And then you just get to love that other person. I can't imagine my life right now if I had to choose to try to shop or have friends in my life that only believed a very certain thing. You know, I, I, um, there's a whole group of uh, people that say they'll never go to Chick-fil-A, but they're happy to go on Facebook every day. I, I don't understand that. Right? So, you know, think about, friends, what is this divisiveness getting you? I don't mean you don't live your beliefs, certainly, but can you expand your heart to make a space for the thing you're starting to call other? Because we're practically at this point radicalized in our views. Like there is no other viewpoint. And like what if you could just drop the anger and see what's under there? Drop the defense and see what's there. And you could just love bigger. What if somebody at work was saying something you totally disagreed with and you didn't have to react? You could just hold space. You could just be present to what's going on. And when you're starting to live from your heart that way, it's like what's so amazing is you know exactly where you are, but you don't, and, and it's a place of strength, but everybody around you doesn't have to be exactly where you are. It's an infantile way of viewing the world to think every single person in my life has to think exactly like I do, or you're not my friend anymore. At the same time, you can certainly have boundaries, right? Part of my loving of my family is I will not be around anyone who is sexually acting out. That That's a limit for me. So is that loving? Absolutely, but it has a limit with what, even though I will love the other person, I will not be right up next to it because of the potential harm it could do to somebody I love, right? So, like, that's a limit for me, and that's loving bigger in my in my family. Even if I love the other person, I don't have to be next to it. So, I'm not saying love without any uh, boundaries, but I'm saying, friends, we're all limiting ourselves by how we're loving right now. I'm not sure it's love if everybody agrees with you. That's ease. I'm not sure it's love. It's ease. Loving is when something presents and we go, wow, I'm going to love anyway. Like, you know, when you're a parent and your kid is up in the middle of the night throwing up, you know what love is? Getting up and taking care of that. That's love. Now, do I want to do that? <laughs> you know, probably not. Sleep is a wonderful thing. So that's loving big. Because, you know, no kid wants to be up in the middle of the night throwing up. I can tell you that, too. <laughs> but as a parent, you go, you know what? This is mine to do. And you hold them and you make sure they're okay until they can rest and go back to sleep. That's, 
That's how you love as a parent. But I'm saying this kind of love is what the world needs. The scriptures say, beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knoweth not God, for God is love. That's the scripture. And you know, even Jesus wasn't perfect on this point. There's only one scripture I know of where I'm trying to think of what the uh, what the, re- the verse is, but it's where um, somebody asked for healing. I think, was it for their daughter? Uh, somebody asked for healing for their daughter. And Jesus says, I do not give what is holy to dogs. I don't know if you remember this scripture. I do not give what is holy to dogs. And then, um, and then the woman answers back, but even dogs. Listen, wow. Even dogs gather, can, are, can gather crumbs. Even, even dogs can gather crumbs from the master's table. Right? And then, of course, Jesus, what, gives the healing. Did you find the verse, Dave? I saw you looking it up. Yeah, it's Matthew 7, 6. Yeah, um, do you mind reading it? No, it says, Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. That's uh, Matthew 7, 6. I'm looking for the, um, the, the follow-up that you mentioned uh, as far as the crumbs. Because, yeah, that, that comes in, um, in a whole chapter where Jesus is talking about judging other people. Exactly. It's right exactly. before, you know, ask, search, and knock, and the golden rule, and, and those. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, Matthew's that's a, it's so a... full of those gems, I have <laughs> yeah. to say. And um, it's, it's uh, speaking of loving big, I always have to come to terms with that new thought people really just don't love the Bible like I do. But but there's so much there and when you can read it with a with a lens of understanding it's it's like kind of written in code uh, to certain people at a certain time but there's still uh, amazing wisdom there and I believe true on every level the physical the metaphysical the metaphorical there's always a lesson there and uh friends my word for today is, if I were writing a daily word, it would be love big. So I hope, my hope, my prayer, not I want you to, I'm so tempted to say, my hope, my prayer is that you will see places you are limiting your love for in your own life, you know, for yourself, and then for others. You know, and are you being called into loving bigger? Are you being called into loving bigger? And what I know about spiritual principle, this just happened with me with something else. We'll save it for another show. But what I know with spiritual principle is that just as you open to an idea, the universe starts to, you know, bring you some guidance around that, right? So this is my hope for you, friend, that you will begin to dial into this and begin to be even more open to loving bigger. To loving bigger. Uh, I'm going to tell you this story super quickly where I had a friend um, who was going to sell a car, and then the guy that showed up, uh, she could tell, really, really needed a car, and instead of charging him the few hundred dollars, she just gave it to him. 
and and the connection that that has created between them uh really has been amazing and you know it it's loving big friends is always a good idea and what you want to make sure as you love big you're not loving past a point where you're comfortable you know you're not uh loving without any boundaries whatsoever, but that love is grounded in God, and that means love for yourself as well. So when you also are loving yourself and loving others, you know if you've hit a personal limit, and that is okay. I would just want you to hear that loving big doesn't mean, well, anybody can do whatever, and I'm supposed to love them. No, love has boundaries, but it may be time for you to love big. I do so, have a I do have a follow up on on the on the story on the verse yeah uh huh um this kind of, there was a, the the uh, the the follow up to that was from Matthew uh, Matthew fifteen and this yeah. is where the Canaanite woman's daughter is possessed by a demon yes comes, it was come, a Canaanite woman yes right yes. comes before Jesus and says you know will you heal my my daughter. And, and Jesus says in verse 26, 1526, uh, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Yes, yes, yes. So, and I love that too, because it's... The love of a mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to get that healing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Have, we'll have links to these in our show notes. Yeah, it's cool. Well, thank you so much, friends, for joining us. As always, it's a pleasure and a blessing to share time with you. We are so honored uh, that you trust us and that we can support your journey. We really do feel uh, honored and blessed to have you as a part of our spiritual family, even when it is online. We love when you drop us a line. Tell us what you love. Tell us what we can improve on. And know we're happy to hear your feedback. But we love you. We bless you. And happy Valentine's Day to you all around the world. And happy birthday. And happy birthday to me, yes. (laughs) Blessings on the journey, dear friend. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2022, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios. Mm-hmm.